Hello, this is Resources for Resilience, where we dig into what creates resilience in our minds, our hearts, and our bodies. My name is Hilary Welsenbach. I run Montana Center for Somatic Psychotherapy in Missoula, Montana, and offer sensory motor psychotherapy and authentic movement. You can find this content in our blog as well at montanacsp.com. If you love this podcast, please feel free to support us through listener donations. If you have any questions about this material or are interested in learning more about these practices or need support for anything that came up in the practice, please feel free to contact us at office at montanacsp.com or call 406 Here we are looking into the dialogue about resilience. Resilience is something that develops throughout our lives. Most of the work that has been done in research around resilience looks at early childhood attachment and environment and how that supports flexibility, bonding, and the capacity to rebound from stress. This podcast is looking at how we can continue to grow our capacity for resilience, even as adults, and how we can then offer this resilient capacity to those around us through our relationships. There are many qualities and personality traits that promote resilience. In this series, we are focusing on vulnerability, productive perseverance, connection, gratitude, generosity, and possibility. Last week, we looked at gratitude. Today, we will talk about generosity. The New York Times ran an article April 9th, 2020 called The Science of Helping Out by Tara Parker Pope. She wrote, Much of the scientific research on resilience, which is our ability to bounce back from adversity, has shown that having a sense of purpose and giving support to others has a significant impact on our well-being. There is a lot of evidence that one of the best anti-anxiety medications available is generosity, said Adam Grant, an organizational psychologist at Wharton and the author of Give and Take, A Revolutionary Approach to Success. The great thing about showing up for other people is that it doesn't have to cost a whole lot or anything at all, and it ends up being beneficial for the giver. Our bodies and minds benefit in a variety of ways when we help others. Some research has focused on the quote, helpers high. Studies show that volunteering, donating money, or even just thinking about donating money can release feel-good brain chemicals and activate the part of the brain stimulated by the pleasures of food and sex. Studies of volunteers show that do-gooders had lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol on the days they did volunteer work. Thanks so much to Tara Parker Pope for her work, The Science of Helping Out. In another research study on generosity, Lyubomirsky, Shelton, and Schade in 2005 did a study that asked participants to perform five acts of kindness in one day every week for six weeks. People who did this saw a significant increase in happiness, but only if they did all five on the same day rather than spread out over the whole week. We speculate this may be because they could savor the experience of giving more when it happened all in one day. A 
And now some poetry by Alberto Rios. When giving is all we have. One river gives its journey to the next. We give because someone gave to us. We give because nobody gave to us. We give because giving has changed us. We give because giving has could have changed us. We have been better for it. We have been wounded by it. Giving has many faces. It is loud and quiet. Big though small, diamond in wood nails. Its story is old, the plot worn, and the pages too. But we read this book anyway, over and again. Giving is first and every time, hand to hand. Mine to yours, yours to mine. You gave me blue and I gave you yellow. Together we are simple green. You gave me what you did not have. And I gave you what I had to give. Together we made something greater from the difference. Now let's practice. I invite you to try the generosity practice from the study above. So today, I would invite you to take some time to sit and think about how you can act in kindness. Find a journal or a piece of paper and a pen. Can you think of two people you know that you could do something kind for? Take some time to write down your plan. Feel free to pause the recording if you need more time to write your plan. Now, can you think of someone you don't know that you can do something kind for? Maybe raking leaves, maybe shoveling snow, maybe feeding a parking meter, maybe delivering flowers or food. Take some time to write down your plan. If you need more time, please feel free to pause the recording and finish writing. Can you think of two people in need that you can help? Maybe an elderly family member or a neighbor, a coworker, a teacher at the local school. Take some time to write down your plan. If you need more time, please pause the recording and finish writing. Now I invite you to sit with your ideas of how you can help and see if tomorrow you can do all those things in one day. If not tomorrow, maybe this weekend. When you are done performing your acts of generosity, I encourage you to sit quietly for three minutes and just notice what your body feels like 
having done these helpful things. Then let yourself journal about the experience of being generous. another poem. This poem is by Naomi Shihab Nye. It's called Kindness. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the distant future dissolve in a moment, like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. How you ride and ride thinking the bus will never stop. The passengers eating maize and chicken will stare out the window forever. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian in a white poncho lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you, how he too was someone who journeyed through the night with plans and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak it till your voice catches and the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore. Only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to gaze at bread. Only kindness that raises its hand from the crowd of the world to say, it is I you have been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere like a shadow or a friend. Today we explored the relationship between generosity and resilience. You have a plan for how to act on that generosity. I invite you to come back to this each week for a month and see how it works for you. Notice if you find yourself more happy. This is Resources for Resilience, where we dig into what creates resilience in our minds, our hearts, and our bodies. I'm Hilary Welsenbach. I run Montana Center for Somatic Psychotherapy in Missoula, Montana, and offer sensory motor psychotherapy and authentic movement. You can find this content in our blog as well at montanacsp.com. If you love this podcast, please feel free to support us through listener donations. If you have any questions about this material or need to contact us for any other reason, please feel free to email us at office at montanacsp.com or call 406-541-2662. Take care. Hope to see you next week.